Peace and blessings, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Adulting Sucks, Right? I'm your host, Liz, and while adulting may suck, I try to help you navigate through the trials and tribulations of this thing called life while dealing with anxiety and depression. So from gaslighting to eating too many edibles and everything else in between, I share my life's journey with you to help make your lives just a little bit better. So I know this episode is late, uh, so... I apologize in advance. Um, it's... I ain't got to explain nothing to y'all. Um, shit has really been happening. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if it's just because of the weather changing or just because things are happening in my life. I know I um, put out like a, a mini episode or a, a bonus episode, um, Black Girl Thinking where I shared um, how I was trying to decipher between if I'm depressed or um, am I just sad because things that, because of events and, and situations that were happening in my life. And um, after going through my therapy sessions and stuff, I I want to say it's a combination of both. I'm sad because of issues that are going you know things that are happening because life is happening um but also because of the weather changing and whatnot um i am sad like seasonal uh seasonal affective disorder where um and i explained it where basically when the season changes it, it changes your mood and being that we're you know have switched over to fall daylight savings is this sunday um it's colder out it's dark when i wake up um so we're we're just in a hibernation uh period so anyway um what else been going on oh my um <laughs> i been kind of stressed out because my car got hit by a rogue tire um so that was pretty interesting Basically, I was driving down the street and um, it was dark, it was raining, and I like looked in the corner of my eye, I, well, like in my peripheral, and I can see like sparks flying from a car across the street. And it's like, as soon as I noticed that, it was like a boom. And I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck happened? I thought I hit like a, 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 a crater in the road or something, like a really bad pothole. And then I see... I see this rogue tire just like rolling across the street with the rim and all and it like hits another car and goes up the sidewalk and just continues to roll down the roll down the sidewalk and so I get out of my car I'm like panicking I'm like what is it you know like because I didn't know you know what was going on everything happened so fast and uh, I saw the guy across the street, so I went over there and I told him, like, yo, your tire popped off my your car and hit my car and it damaged it. And long story short, um, I'm going in today to get it popped back in. Thank goodness it wasn't, like, crazy damage where it messed up the paint or anything like that. Because I just got this car earlier this year. So, <sighs> so I was stressed out about that. Um... I'm just like trying to really hone in 
exactly what what I want to specialize in with my business um, as a peer specialist. And now I'm, think, you know, considering like getting other certifications um, because I really want to, you know, focus on holistic mental health and wellness um, and not just treating the symptom itself, but treating it from a, a, a holistic view, the mind, body, and, and spirit. And so um, I'm all about like acquiring knowledge and, and making sure that I'm like qualified for this, where I am qualified, but I like to have like some certifications under my belt. So um just been, you know, trying to, trying to figure that out and, you know, work, the holidays is coming up. Um, just d- dealing with relationships and, it's a lot. It's a lot going on and dealing with my own self um, and, and dealing with the ebbs and flow of my moods. It's, you know, like I said, and everything else, just general adulting shit. It's like life is happening. Things are going on and just trying to navigate the best way I can. Anyway, hopefully I didn't take too long talking about that. So um, today... We are going to be talking about gaslighting. Um, what is gaslighting? How it works? Signs? What to do? I'm going to be providing examples, and um, because often, you know, oftentimes, especially in in this in in our social media age, a lot of the buzzwords are toxic, you know, toxic relationships, people being toxic, uh, you know, um, toxic crusader, toxic crusader. Do y'all remember that show? It was like a little kid show, babe. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, uh, w- uh, with, with toxic, toxicity, all that, um, gaslighting, that's another buzzword that, you know, um, has been, been um going around the 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 stratosphere of social media and 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 music and everything everything we live in is talking about gaslighting 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 and um i often find that people use it in the wrong sense um and also we end up gaslighting ourselves a lot of times or we don't really know like what gaslighting is you might know what it feels like but you may not be able to articulate or confront the person or anything like that so um i will be making sure to include all of my references and resources in the description box uh for you to read at your leisure so um let's jump right on in so what is gaslighting? Okay, so according to verywellmind.com, gaslighting is a form of manipulation that occurs in abusive relationships. It is an insidious and sometimes covert type of emotional abuse where the bully or abuser makes the target question their judgments and reality. Ultimately, the victim of gaslighting starts to wonder if they are losing their sanity. So, how many times have you been gaslit or you have gaslit somebody else? Because 
we we all do it whether we do it uh, knowingly or unknowingly because it could be in like so it could be like in subtle ways and whatnot so like really think about how many times you have been gaslit and you could be gaslit by anybody it could be from a peer from your spouse your partner from a co-worker from hell kids can even gaslight you without even knowing it you know um and, and like I said you can even gaslight yourself and so um but primarily gaslighting it, it happens in romantic relationships um and, and like I said it, it's it's not uncommon that it occurs in controlling friendships families family ships like the whole nine and so they're <laughs> basically how gaslighting works because it, it's essentially it's a technique um that typically undermines a person's perception of the reality so typically when somebody is gaslighting you you start to second guess yourself you're like did this did, did, did this really happen or am i being like you you start like you you just start um, asking yourself like, damn, am I being too sensitive or is my memory fucked up? Like that ain't the right, like I remember this person said this hurtful thing and when I'm confronting them, now they're saying that they didn't say that. Like, <laughs> but I was there and I, I know how it happened. So what are you talking about? And so again, um, somebody can do it knowingly and unknowingly. So, um, we're going to delve into like basically how gaslighting works. One of the techniques that are used, um, because it, again, it's, it's a technique to cause confusion and to question your judgment. So one of the first things is lying to you. Like people who engage in, ga in gaslighting are pathological liars. They're habitual liar liars and they will blatantly lie and I'm talking about lie 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 deny 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 and they'll stand firm on that lie like and and, and part of me th believes or or figures like you the the person that is the gaslighter is the person that you know really starts to believe their own lies and now they're trying to convince you of their lies like um but then they'll tell you something like, if, let's just say if somebody, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. If, if somebody said, well, like I, I told this person, well, you told me that I was fat. And that other person said, no, I did not tell you. <laughs> like you're making that thing up. What you're doing is projecting your thoughts on yourself onto me. So you're, you're, no, I did not say, I did not say that. And they will stand firm on that. Like, no, I did not call you fat. I, or they might say, I didn't call you fat. I called you, I called you pleasantly plump or thick or something, you know, like something like that. Or I was just playing, you know, you know, I wasn't serious or something like that, you know, but <laughs> again, that person is lying and they will tell you something like you're making it up. That never happened. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Um, and lying is pretty much like the cornerstone of destructive behavior when it comes to gaslighters um even when you know they are lying they can be super convincing they can do some like jedi mind tricks you know to to get yourself to start second guessing yourself like oh hey maybe they didn't call me fat 
Maybe they just said I was thick and I took it as that they was fat. Okay, so no, it was it was my fault. I'm I'ma go ahead and calm down. I'm wrong. You're right. And yeah, yeah, let's let's move past this. The gaslighter has won. Um, another tactic is discrediting you. Um, like let's say for instance, if a gaslighter was spreading rumors or gossip about you to other people and they um they they may pretend to be worried while you're telling others that you or they they may pretend to be worried about you but essentially behind your back they're they're calling you crazy or saying like you're emotionally unstable and you know so in your face they're like oh woo, 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 come here baby i believe you but then behind your back they're like man that bitch crazy i don't know she she is like not mentally stable i mean <laughs> and so Again, you see this a lot in abusive, romantic abusive relationships where it's like, this happened, like, I'm not crazy. And that person is like, no, I don't know what's going on. You know, maybe she, you know, she she just started a new medication or he started a new medication or he's going through this right now. And maybe, you know, that's the reason why they're like, you know, like they discredit everything that you say. Um, distracting. Distracting is another technique. Um, this is typically when you confront the gaslighter um, by asking them a question or, like I said, calling them out for something that they did. And they'll just change the subject. Like, how many times have you, you know, you uh, been in a conversation with somebody who's a gaslighter um, and a serial gaslighter? And you're like, well, um... I found that I got a great example. So it was this one guy that I was like, quote unquote, dating. I'm going to put that in quotations. And I confronted him because I saw that on social media, on Facebook, that he he changed his relationship status to um, to in a relationship and in a relationship with and then it was it was this female because basically somebody told me about it I was like yo you are you sure y'all together because he's saying that you know he's in a relationship with somebody else and so I confronted him about that and he at first he did this he he distracted me by um avoiding my question and instead like well why you listening to what your homegirl say and da 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 why see that's what's wrong with bitches you bitches da 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 you know like he started doing that trying to distract me and instead of me focusing on like the initial reason why I came to him I it's like he distracted me by saying that which caused an argument and for <laughs> for a moment like I forgot that I even could you know confronted him about this thing and let me tell you what his sorry ass excuse was it was a uh it was an experiment he was doing an experiment um to 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 see um how people like how fast rumors can spread and all this other kind of stuff and i'm like i'm not gonna lie at that time mm, 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 that was a different Liz, I'm not going to, I'm going to allow myself some grace and I'm not going to call myself stupid because <laughs> that's, that's what we not going to do. But I felt very foolish. Like in, in hindsight, I felt very, very foolish because like the way that, that, that nigga like spun it made me feel, he made me feel bad. 
Like, I started, beat, you know, beating myself up. Like, damn, I really need to trust this dude. Because he ain't, even though it was right there in my face. Like, I looked at it and it showed that they in a relationship together. Like, you know, so, anyway. Um, that I would say that's a, a great example of distracting. Um, also, minimizing your thoughts and feelings. So, you're, you know, they're being basically like trivial about your um your your thoughts and your feelings and they might tell you well calm down you're overreacting why are you so sensitive um which that that why are you so sensitive is to me that's for me that is triggering because what you're essentially doing is telling that person like hey your feelings are not valid they're not correct. How can you tell somebody that? Like, it's their feelings. It's how they feel based on something that was done by the gaslighter. So, again, minimizing uh, shift blaming. That's another, that is a great tactic where they shift blame. Um, it's it's basically when you try to discuss how the gaslighter behavior makes you feel they are able to twist the conversation so you end up believing that you are the cause of the of their bad behavior um it's like a transference of energy you know um <laughs> i remember i confronted and I'm, I'm really talking about this same guy. And, and this is what really prompted me to do this episode because I've been gaslit and been in a emotionally and psychological abusive relationship with a person who was notorious for gaslighting me. Um, and so I remember I was like, we were sitting down and I was confronting him about something that he did or, or said that and how it made me feel. And... I'm like, well, I really don't like when you do this. You you minimize how I feel about something. Um, when I confront you, you're you're very secretive. Um, you're you're you know you know I I feel like you're being manipulative. And his reaction was, well, do you know how it feels to see somebody get shot in the head and brain matter? I was like, wait, wait, wait a minute, hold on. And like I'm talking about this this nigga squeezed out some tears and everything. And that he was like, Well, you know, it's 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 your fault that I am the way that I am and and you caused this and all that and I'm like, Whoa, whoa, what the fuck? You know? Um Um, you know, if you if you wasn't if you wasn't what did he say like if you wasn't bipolar like I wouldn't be the way that I am like he he really shift everything toward uh, about me and my mental health and really blamed my mental health for the way that things were going even though he was the person that was causing a lot of the issues and I just wanted to you know discuss it and talk about it um another one is you know, uh, denying wrongdoing, using uh, compassionate words as weapons. Oh my gosh, this is a, uh, this is a, this is a good one. It says here sometimes when called out or questioned, a gaslighter will use kind and loving words to try to smooth over the situation. They might say things like, "You know how much I love you," or "I would never hurt you," on purpose, 
Like these words may be what you want to hear, but they're not authentic at all. Um, especially if you see the, the, the pattern happening over and over and over again. Um, so they may just be enough to convince. And, and a lot of times, like they'll say enough to convince you to let to let them off the hook, which which is essentially like their goal. They use a form of manipulation and, and know how to like pull at your heartstrings. So that way you can be like, oh, baby, I forgive you. Um, rewriting history. <laughs> Gaslighters may consistently retell stories in ways that are in their favor. Um, for instance, if if your partner shoved you against the wall and you were discussing it later, they will twist the story around to make you think and say like, oh, well, you, you tripped and fell and, and ran into the wall. And that's why you got a body imprint on there. That was a long ass. Or you tripped and fell and, and, and ran into my fist. That's why you got a black eye. They'll say some stupid shit like that. <laughs> um, And and like I said, it, it's it's... The, they're doing it to basically doubt your memory of what happened. Are you saying, well, you cheated on me and I, I caught you. Well, no, you didn't. You didn't catch me doing anything. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I was just merely lying in the bed next to this young lady and we both had our clothes on and we wasn't hunching. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking of some dumb ass shit that niggas say. Um, so... Here are some signs of gaslighting. Um... Again, like I said before, um, a lot of this and, and the, 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 the again, like the reason why I wanted to bring this up, because it does tie into mental health, because it can cause you anxiety. It can cause depression. It can cause other mental health concerns. Um, addiction, you know, it can it can have thoughts like suicide, suicidal thoughts or even attempts because you're 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 feeling stuck like like this. You, you feel trapped. You feel trapped and you feel like you can't go nowhere because if you try to explain this to somebody else, then it's like this person is not going to believe me that I'm going through this. And again, like you just really question yourself like, damn, am I am I crazy? Like, is this really happening? It doesn't feel surreal. Um, so, again, you doubt your feelings or reality. Um, and again, this is signs of gaslighting. You question your judgment and perceptions. Um, you feel vulnerable and insecure and basically this, like, if you often feel like you've got to walk, walk on eggshells around this person, if you feel like your self-esteem and your self-worth is like minimized to the bare minimum, um, you, you start to feel alone and powerless. Um, and this is something that I really thought, like, I convinced myself that everybody around me thinks I'm crazy. Or just like she's off her rocker, um, especially during those times where my bipolar depression was was really bad, and I'm like, and I, I really do, I, I and I know like in hindsight a lot of it did have to do with this particular person, um, because unfortunately, um, and I'm. <sighs> I'm really still just like going through therapy with with all the trauma that's associated with this last um uh relationship where um I thought I was I really thought I was like 
going crazy. And I feel like this person really contributed to the downfall of my mental health because they were, for one, this person, you know, um, was awesome. He, he's a, a mental health professional. Like he does, he's a counselor. And so he has the tools, he has techniques, he has weight. Like he went to school for this shit, you know, and he was able to use what he learned for evil. Like he used his gifts and his, and his skills to manipulate. And, um, and I, I will say he's pretty fucking genius when it comes to gaslighting and manipulation. Um, but anyway, um, you wonder if you are what they say you are. This one is a big one for me because gaslighters typically like to make you feel like you are wrong. You are inadequate. You are insane. You are, you are, are unintelligent that you are just fucking worthless. That's essentially what they do. Um, and again, like it's, it's not cool when somebody uses your, your mental health diagnosis as a form to make you feel powerless or if they make, you know, make you feel like you're, you're just crazy and you don't know what the fuck you talking about and you start to blame, blame yourself, but saying, well, you know, you're bipolar. So of course you're going to be feeling this way. And it's like, no, I'm feeling this way because you're making me feel this way by the things that you're doing. It's not because of my mental health diagnosis, you know? Um, and that's, that's just something I had, I had to learn. Um, anyway, you are disappointed in yourself or who you became. You feel confused. You worry that you are being too sensitive. Like, I, especially in this day and age, we keep hearing about, um, especially in light of, you know, Chappelle and the, uh, LGBTQIA plus community, um, with, the with, uh, the transgender, um, where people, you know, well, you're being too sensitive. You're being too sensitive. You're being too sensitive. So essentially we're like gaslighting the world <laughs> or, or, or in pop culture or like in our culture, we're gaslighting on a grander scale. Like we're sending out this message, like you're being too sensitive. Like how can you tell somebody how, how to feel? And, um, and I, I mean, I, I don't know. Part of me kind of feels like a, a hypocrite. Cause I have told people like, okay, you're being too sensitive. And, and, and it might be, they, they might be, they, <sighs> I feel like this would be a of the whole sensitivity thing should be a topic for another day. But in this, in this context, when I'm talking about in this with gaslighters, like if somebody really is, is doing something harmful to you, where it is like detriment to your, um, like mental health, um, it's one thing to be like, calling somebody you a fat bitch or no that's not a good example um saying that your lips are too big but really you do got some super coolers on you okay like I'm pretty sure you heard that all your life you might be feeling some type of way but you know 
you being sensitive. Somebody say some shit like that. Whatever. Anyway, um, I feel like I'm not giving a good example. Anyway, um, you have a sense of impen- impending doom. Uh, so you feel like something is te- something terrible is about to happen when you're around this person. You feel threatened and you just always on the edge. And I find myself with with that particular person. That's how I was feeling. Um, you spend a lot of time apologizing. I still do this to this day. And I, and I do think a lot of it um, like a lot of it does have to do with that. But also just some other things. I'm always apologizing. I feel like I'm apologizing just for being myself. Um, you feel inadequate, you second guess yourself, you assume others are disappointed in you, you wonder what's wrong with you, you struggle to make decisions for yourself because you don't trust yourself. And I think that is a big, a big thing. Like, um, and, and this is something I struggle with myself, like, damn, am I making the right decision? Like, it could be over the littlest thing. Um, like I would I would, it's like, I would question myself, but then add, like, what do you think? What, what do you think I should do? Should I eat chicken or should I eat fish? Knowing that I don't like fish like that, but I'm, I'm, I, I didn't trust myself, you know, to make the, 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 the most minute, uh, decisions. So I do want to put this out here. You know, if you, if you, if you know somebody, if you yourself are going through a, um, if you're going through some form of abuse, whether it is uh, physical, if it's um, emotional abuse, if it's sexual abuse, if it's financial abuse, like whatever type of abuse you are going through, there is help available. Um, the National Domestic Violence Hotline is a 24 hour, a 24 by 7 uh, confidential confidential hotline um that where you receive assistance from trained advocates these people like they get into this business because they care they want to help um it's it's again it's confidential and because sometimes you just need somebody to like talk to and to help point you in the right direction um so that number is 800-799-7233 for the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Again, that number is 800-799-7233. And I'll make sure to include that number in the description box. Um, so, um, what do you do? What, what, what do you do when someone is gaslighting you? Um... It's, I think the biggest thing, I mean, the obvious thing to do is to end the relationship. That's the obvious thing to do. Um, but I know it is difficult. It is very difficult to end a relationship with somebody that's specifically with a gaslighter. Because, again, they're really good at what they do. Um, especially if a person is super narcissistic and they have the skills and tools to like really do the Jedi mind tricks, um, because it does happen. Um, so while I know it can be very, very difficult, it is highly encouraged. It is imperative that you end the relationship in that relationship, because I'm going to tell you, it doesn't get any better. It gets worse. It's like that 
it's it, it, essentially it feels like that person is an energy vampire and they're just sucking the life out of you. They're going to continue to repeatedly gaslight you. They're going to. That is their form of abuse. And so even if you have a hard time ending the relationship and leaving, start doing some things like this. Create, gain some distance, create distance, set boundaries, set boundaries. Like when you set a boundary, when you stand up for yourself and you set a boundary, that is power. It is power in setting boundaries. And and what you're doing, you're essentially telling that person like you are not allowed to do this to me anymore. You are not going to deny or you're not going to minimize. You are not going to continue to gaslight me. And setting a boundary is just doing that. You're 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 telling them that I'm I'm not going to allow you to do this anymore. And and you're probably asking yourself like, well, how do how do you set a boundary? Is power in the word no. It is power in the word no. I, I'm going to be honest. I can't even really tell you like how, how I got out of, of, of um, got rid of the gaslighter other than um, I, I just, I got tired of it and I started standing up for myself. I started questioning things. I started, um, especially as I got like more like healthy and I wasn't like super depressed. I wasn't low anymore. I was starting to vibrate on a higher level. I mean, for real, that's that. I, essentially, that's how I got out of it. I started doing things. I started practicing self-care. Um, uh, again, therapy was very, 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 very helpful because um, it, it helped me to. And this ties into, you know, getting an outside perspective like my, I know my cousin, she was the main one. Like you need to leave that nigga alone. I don't know what hold he has on you, but you, you're not crazy. You're, you, you, your feelings are valid. This is what this person is doing. So maybe, maybe that's where it started. Like getting outside perspective, like knowing that somebody else is on the outside looking at basic based on what I'm telling them. And they're saying, no, that's not healthy. Like you need to stand up to this person or get out. So I think that's for me, that's how I started, like getting the outside perspective and um, and talking about it and, and, and seeing the point where people were tired of me talking about it and not putting any action. So it's like, all right, let me start creating some distance. I started gaining some some distance. I started setting boundaries and text messages. I am a person that say I got text messages in my phone from 2016. You know why? Because my petty and I say I'm petty, but no, this is I, I mainly did it because of this person. Like I saved text messages and would send it like screenshot it and send it like this is what you said to me. So started saving my evidence. I like sometimes I would like without him knowing I would record our conversations. Like if we if he chilling at my house, I would put the I would record it and then I'll go back and listen to it. I will go back and listen to it and be like, 
God damn. He was he's some piece of work. And I, I noticed how I started, how I sounded. Cause sometimes when you are you know how when you're watching a, a, a show um and you see somebody in a bad predicament and you're like what is she doing? Like, she needs to get out. <laughs> like, or he needs to get out. Like, why are you dealing with this shit? It's essentially, that's what I did by recording myself. It was like, I was the outside person looking in, even though it was me. And I was like, I'm yelling at the phone. Like, why you let him say that to you? What are you doing? You know? <laughs> that, that. So that's why I think saving evidence, um, like preserving your evidence of your experience, if it's a journal, if it's, say text messages emails like i said recording conversations just so you can go back and listen listen to it because it's gonna help you gain perspective from a, a it's gonna help you gain from a third party perspective or a second party perspective um what else um oh and ultimately like once i did this and i started hanging around like healthier people and whatnot Ultimately, I was able to end the relationship. Um, now, <laughs> unfortunately, I would end the relationship and then tell them, like, I'm done. Don't fucking call me. Don't text me. Don't don't reach out to me on social media. Like, I blocked you. So don't even try it. Like, this person would either create another account um, and reach out to me or they would, it would be months. And I can say, like, eight or nine months, ten months, a year. And then they'll just, out of the blue, hey, I'm just calling to, I'm, I'm just calling to see how you doing. Like nothing has ever happened. And it's like, and that ladies and gentlemen is another form of gaslighting. When somebody does not respect your boundaries and you have told them like, I'm done with you. Don't call me. Don't text me. Don't reach out to me at all. And then they turn around and reach out to you. Like nothing has happened. Like y'all just the best of friends and y'all just going to pick up where you left off. That is a form of gaslighting. And that's something my therapist had to tell me yesterday. Um, and cause I was like, damn, I didn't even realize that is a form of gaslighting. So, um, again, I know it's hard. Really the biggest advice I, that I can provide to you is therapy, counseling, um, whether that's through a, a, a peer specialist such as myself, if you know, you need to see a, a licensed professional, like a, a, a counselor or a therapist. And I'm going to even say this because unfortunately this person that I'm talking to is a therapist. I would say, please do your due diligence, do your research, really do it. Like go on. I, I think the my most reputable site to look for therapists and counselors and whatnot is psychologytoday.com. Um, that way you can look at reviews, you can, you know, get more information about your therapist or counselor or licensed professional or whatever, but I, I really, or word of mouth, like I know in the past I have had, um, good, great therapists. Like I got a great therapist now because of word of mouth. So, you know, ask your friends, ask uh, a mentor, ask whoever, like, Hey, do you know anybody that can provide some professional, um, help? you know, for myself or for my loved ones or for my kids or whatever. But I will highly, highly, highly encourage you because a lot of it, once you get out of that situation, you're, you're going to need trauma-informed therapy. You're going to. And I know it's hard because a lot of times, like, you're going to down yourself. You're going to feel like you're worthless and, and all of that. And so, um... 
I think it is just highly important to to get some help that you deserve. Like you deserve a safe space to be your authentic self from a from an unbiased individual who is not going to provide any judgment, who is not going to gaslight you. They are going to um help you get to a a place of peace. And peace of mind is 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 something that we all deserve um and that we all need. So, um, and just remember, allow yourself compassion and grace and patience. Those are the, those are like the three things that you really have to practice. It is highly important that you do this. And also, um, like I said, with counseling, you will learn, you will learn how to make healthier choices and set boundaries because you deserve to be in a healthy, happy relationship, whether that relationship is with yourself, with your partner, with your, your, your family, with your kids with your coworkers, your peers, whoever you deserve. Say it with me. I deserve to be in a healthy, happy relationship. And also say this with me. This is something I got written on my wall. I commit to not allowing people to psychologically mind fuck me, including myself. Because again, I said you can gaslight yourself. You can minimize what you're going through. So, um, hopefully this has, um, you know, really helped, helped you all. I'm going to, um, take a quick break. And when I get back, we're going to, um, talk about some other things. All right, we are back. So for our next segment, I got five on it. Um, this is where I talk about all things cannabis. So um, this week I am, and I'm gonna try to make it short. I am going to be discussing um, the different types of cannabis products. So I'm gonna be breaking down the difference between flour, um, or bud or could whatever, um, whatever name you have for it, uh, concentrates, edibles, tinctures, topicals, and, um, how to like, especially if you're a first time smoker or like a novice, how, like how to make the decision to choose the right cannabis product. That's just right for you. So let's get right into it. So, um, the first thing we're going to be talking about is flour. So of course, flour is bud, um, budlets. Um, it's the, the herb itself. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, you break it down, roll it up in a joint and you smoke it. You, you set fire to it and you get all the benefits. Um, 
and typically like i said it, it's consumed out of a pipe you know what i'm gonna be honest like every time because i've had a, a pipe early on and i always felt like pookie off of new jack city like i don't know it just makes me feel crackhead-esque so i really don't me personally i don't like smoking out of a pipe but people smoke out of a pipe like a glass pipe or you know what i do like those uh crystal pipes because they look like really good they look really cool and they come like real decorative they might be made of like jade or granite or some some form of stone or crystal or whatnot i like those because it don't make me feel like crackhead-esque um anyway you can uh take it as a bong a um or roll it up in a, a blunt or a joint and so the pros i'm gonna go over the pros and cons so the pros of it is it's smoking flour is like the most popular um and when you go to dispensaries they have a plethora of joints blunts um papers leaves like anything and if you go on instagram or on facebook you can even roll it up in a rose in like a rose petal and smoke it there's so many ways to like smoke weed um <laughs> it's so again the pros of it is um i'm not gonna lie it's kind of satisfying it, it's like something about it is and maybe it's because you just deep inhale and exhale so maybe that's like because you're doing i feel like you're kind of doing a breathing technique except for you're just ingesting the the herb but it's just something about like that whole motion i don't know um Flower is the most affordable cannabis product. So um, it's also, it has a high bioavailability, meaning that it just has a higher percentage of cannabinoids that get into your system. Um, because you're setting fire to it, it allows the cannabinoids to pass directly into your bloodstream through the lungs. Um, and the high is almost like immediate. Um, the cons, of course, is because you do need some type of smoking apparatus, like a bong or whatever. Um, especially for a beginner, it could be kind of a daunting task trying to figure out like, well, how do I want to do this? Do I want to, do I, do I want to get a bong? And then when you get a bong, you want to get a nice bong. Um, and they come in all shapes, sizes, material. Um, and they, you know, some of them could be like highly expensive. Other ones could be like super affordable and then cleaning the bong and all this other. So it's like, <laughs> it, it's like, you we really have to figure out what works for you. Um, also the cons of smoking flour is the, depending on the potency, the high is going to be short lived. Um, it can typically last between one and three hours, but again, that is dependent on your system. That depends on the, the potency, the strain. Um, there are a lot of different factors that are going to contribute into, like as far as the effects. Um, unlike other cannabis products, this, there's no standard dosing. So you, there's really like, basically it, you can overconsume. And you can get too high. And then you can wake up the next day with a high hangover. Which feels almost I don't know. I if I want if if I had to choose between a, a alcohol hangover and a high hangover, 
I don't know which one I would choose. Probably the high hangover. Um, cause that way your stomach, you're not sick to your stomach and dehydrated and stuff. Um, but yeah, anyway, the next one is concentrates. So concentrates are pretty much removing the excess plant material and other impurities from the cannabis plant. And so you're just left with the, uh, the most like desirable plant component or compounds um mainly like the cannabinoids and the terpenes and i've discussed you know in other episodes what are cannabinoids what are terpenes so you can refer to that or you know just google it because all the other materials are removed you are getting a higher concentration of that can um, of the cannabis terpenes and cannabinoids from the flower um and you would typically use a there's a, a a wide range of how to consume. Well, I, you know what? I ain't gonna say a wide range, but you usually uh, would either need a a vaporized concentrate. Concentrate. Ugh. You will need like something called a dab rig, which looks like a bong, but it's a little different. It kind of reminds me of like a beaker with with extra parts. And um, you do need some type of heating apparatus, like a torch. Um, and usually like these dab rigs come in glass, ceramic, titanium. Um, the, and and it's, it's kind of like you, when you're using the rig, you do have to, um, like you got to heat it up for a certain amount of time and then take it off. Like it, it's a science to it. And that, to me, that can be kind of like, overwhelming um even though they do now have vaporizer pens where you just like take the tip of the vaporizing pen dip it in the dab and then smoke it which makes it a lot easier to consume um you can also sprinkle keef on a bowl and um which is basically like the leavings of the of the flour like when you grind it up in a grinder um there's usually like a little net that catches all the keef which is pretty potent um as well so you can like sprinkle that on there to increase the potency but anyway <laughs> the pros of it um because the concentrates are so potent you need less in order to feel the effect um but, and also the concentrates have a rapid onset so you will feel it like hella quick the downside to that is because they are so potent, um, it has a, a, a highly like extreme strong effect. So a little goes a long way and it's easy to over consume. So I will be honest, I would not recommend concentrates to beginners. Um, I mean, because as a, as a, you know, expert smoker or like my friend would call me medicine woman, um, <laughs> it can, and I just, like, I've had the opportunity to dab this year or like late last year and this year. And usually I let the other person go first because like getting the second part of it is better than just getting like the first burst of it. Cause it can be overwhelming. Cause I do have asthma, so it can be like overwhelming to my lungs. And, um, and it, I know y'all probably thinking like, why the hell are you smoking? Because I can and it doesn't mess with my asthma. And plus there are um, terpenes. I discussed that in previous episodes where it does help with uh, lung function. It, it helps with inflammation. So, anywho. Um, 
again the 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 con it or the the downside is you can overconsume, and also you would need to have a proper setup with your dab rig and again that can get kind of like overwhelming edibles let's talk edibles so edibles are cannabis infused food or drinks that can be made with either flour cannabis flour or cannabis concentrates so you will see this a lot in baked goods chocolate bars popcorn cooking oils butter gummies mints beverages um i'm even starting to see like a lot of people infusing it into their meals which i'm not gonna lie i went to a party where um they infused it into the meal and it was so the food was so bomb like you forget that you are like essentially eating an edible basically and you do get high so anyway <laughs> so um you consume it in the ways that i have named um i would say the pros to edibles there it's a great way to consume it without inhaling so for those who don't like to smoke or who you know like myself who has asthma where you know you just don't feel comfortable or whatnot or if you're a beginner then i would i would say like an edible may be a good choice um it's also they're pretty straightforward there's no tools you just open the pouch and you eat and i'm gonna get to that part in a minute when it comes to the cons um another good thing is the dosage like they're manufactured to have a precise dose and so you know what you're eating and you know what you're getting you're going to know what the thc count is you're going to know if it you know with the cbd uh, a lot of them have a combination where it's a combination of thc and cbd um some of them are you know uh higher concentrates but you know what you are getting um and i will say that this it makes it easier to control your experience and to avoid over consumption i see a lot of people let me tell you this up front when you're doing edibles don't eat the whole goddamn rice crispy treat because guess what you're gonna be stuck you're gonna be feeling some type of way then you're gonna say well i never want to smoke or do edibles or do marijuana again because you would have had a bad experience because you done stuffed that whole damn big ass square in your mouth and it's filled with it's filled with uh um cannabis like you can't do that you have a little goes a long way so um you know for and these are for those people who like get an edible from somebody that made it i i would i would highly recommend if it's your first time go to a dispensary if possible like it go to your local dispensary um or if you don't have a dispensary in your area because it's not a green state yet then i would say find you a recipe follow that recipe to the t because it is going to provide you with dosage the correct dosage and the right amount to eat so sometimes you can't rely on your your friend Ashley to, you know, give you an edible because you don't know like how big the dosage is. And I find like that's where people fail. Anyway, this leads me to the cons. Um, unlike smoking or vaping, it's which is normally absorbed through the through the bloodstream, the cannabinoid edibles have to go through your digestive digestive tract. It has to process. It has to be processed and filtered out through the kidneys has to it, it takes longer it takes longer to kick in and i mean it can take up to three hours to kick in and when it kicks in depending on the dosage boy do you feel it i would say a key indicator 
to when you know it kicks in is when you ask yourself, am I high? Yes. Yes, Martha. You are high. <laughs> um, also, another con is, um, and this is what I was just talking about, you can overconsume because you probably like eat it and 20 minutes later oh it ain't it ain't kicked in it ain't working and then you take another one oh it still ain't kicked in it ain't working like you you know what you're doing right you you making it worse on yourself so um just make sure make sure you don't over consume like ingesting additional edibles um when you don't get that instant gratification right away is going to harm you in the long run and when you do that, that only makes your high last longer, up to six hours, you know, um, depending on your body. Also, um, and this leads me to the next thing, it, the serving size for edibles are sometimes confusing. So, um, so for like example, a single serving might be one fifth of a cookie, you know, or a brownie or whatever. So make sure you read your labels because you don't want to accidentally ingest more than the serving size and then you're getting more than just one dose. Again, that leads to overconsumption and then feeling some type of way about it. Like you're going to feel uncomfortable. Um, so this leads me to my next one, which is tinctures. Tinctures are herbal solutions. Um, they're typically created by, they're created by steeping um, like a, a, a plant, a flower um, in alcohol. You because basically what that does is that alcohol and it typically has to be grain alcohol. Um, it breaks down that component and that way you're able to get that concentrated uh, form of of mar of the of the marijuana. And so, the most common way to consume a tincture is sub lingually or just up under your tongue i have always have a problem like saying that word um and basically you have like this blood like this vessel uh, like a major vessel under your tongue um that's the reason why you need to like drop it up under your tongue let it sit there for like 30 seconds and then swallow because it's because it's not going to be observed through the blood vessel or through the bloodstream, but it's, I want to say it's kind of like, this is basically a way to bypass all of that and to get a more rapid response. So you don't have to smoke it to get a, a rapid response. You can use the tincture again, you drop it up under your tongue and it can work as quickly as 15 minutes. Um, and it to me like this one this particular process it lasts longer in the body and you're not in my opinion because i've made my own tinctures and you know tested it on myself but i find that that high effect goes away the psychoactive and you're left with the benefits of it so you're, you're more calm you're more cool collective and you can still the good thing about um, the, the pros to taking a tincture is you have precise dosing so you can control what you what you want your experience to be. And um, if you don't like the taste because it is green alcohol and it's going to have that earthy taste from the from the plant itself, you can mix it with food and beverage. Just expect just like you do with an edible, you, you you're going to get an um, you're going to experience a delay. Because you're dropping it at that point in food and drink 
for it to enter your digestive system and, and process that way. Um, again, however, when you put it up under your tongue, it's pretty rapid. Um, the cons, because tinctures have both rapid and delayed onset, it can make for an extended high, which is not every, is not what every consumer wants. Um, they, tinctures do have the tendency to be more expensive, but you can make your own. Um, if I remember the measurements right, um, you can get a quarter or I'm sorry, an eighth, um, an eighth of an ounce of weed, which is equivalent to three and a half grams. And, uh, to, I think the ratio is three ounces of grain alcohol. So for every eighth of an ounce, you will want to use three ounces of grain alcohol and the process when you make your own it it does and this um, i'm just saying this as a way to like kind of avoid the the most expensive part of it like buying it yourself you can make it yourself it's just like it it, it does take a while um the longer you let it sit the better the higher the potency is um the first time i made mine i let it sit in my and you have to like let it sit in a dark spot i left it for three weeks and I'm talking about, it was whoo, bomb. So I knew if I would have left it longer, then it would have been a higher concentrate. But I put it like in an amber color bottle with um, like a drop and I took it every day. Like in the morning, I would take it. You could carry it in your purse um, or in your pocket. So you can go to, this is good if you're like going to a concert or like out with some friends and you want to be more discreet. Tincture is a great way to be more discreet. And like I said, you can also drop it in your food if you, you know, want a, a delayed reaction. Um, I, I, again, like the cons, uh, they tend to be more expensive, but they also have an aversion to the taste of the tincture. So a, a lot of it is because of the alcohol. I find the longer you keep, um, if you're making your own, I find that the longer you keep it, the less it tastes like alcohol, the more it tastes has an earthy um uh taste you know like that you could tell like okay this is marijuana um last but not least is topicals so topicals are cannabis infused products like lotions bomb sprays uh transdermal patches salves uh anything that is meant to be applied directly to the skin and unlike other can the other cannabis products that i mentioned this one uh does not produce a psychoactive effect you, the THC topicals um, provide a localized effect to specific parts of your body. So let's just say if you have arthritis in your hands, um, you would rub the salve or the topical on your hands and it it penetrates into your into your skin, into your body. And that way you get the benefits, but not the, the psychoactive. Um, a lot of the, the topicals can be uh, THC based or CBD based. Uh, CBD is known to absorb better by the skin. Um, so that's why like if you go into a dispensary and you're looking for topicals or even if you go to your local CBD store, they would you know, have the, the, the topicals because it, it delivers a more full body effect. Me, I like a blend. I, I, I just like a balance. So they do have products out there that do contain both THC and CBD. So I would say, do you do diligence if this is something that you are wanting to do? Um, so basically how you consume it, you don't put it in your mouth. 
You can, um, they have like bath salts, they, so that way you can soak your muscles. Um, but you would just basically rub it on your skin. The pros is that there are a huge variety of cannabis topicals on the market and so there is something out there for everyone um also another pro is the cbd infused topicals um oh now the ones i've seen have both tac and cbd in it but it says here that um you, that it doesn't have any tac in them but like i said i've seen some with both um but i've never seen one with just tac in it so there you go the con is, if you're looking to get high, don't get a topical. But if you're just wanting to get the benefits of, of the cannabis plant, then I would highly recommend, you know, getting a topical. I myself have um, used a combination of cannabis with essential oils and made sprays out of it to help with uh, like mild arthritis or because I type a lot, you know, put it on my hand. I even had my mama try it and she says it works. So I, I like to provide, a, you know, like give it to people and just like kind of do like a test dummy. Um, cause it's part of what I want to do with my product line of Lavender Lizzie. Like I want to make topicals and tinctures and stuff that's infused with cannabis and CBD, um, for all, all, all around holistic health. So Basically, you just choose the right one for you. Like, there's no one-size-fits-all solution. Um, I would just say you just have to try it. Do your due diligence. Do your research. And um, most of all, have fun. Be open-minded. Don't be scared. It's it's only marijuana. It ain't never killed nobody, unlike alcohol and all the other shit that we consume, consume in our or put into our bodies. So, you know, just be just be open-minded and... and um, I would say websites like weedmaps.com, Leafly, um, or just a super, a, a simple Google search will help you find um, your choice for how you want to consume cannabis. So you can always hit me up and on the um, Adulting Sucks podcast page or, you know, send a message, WhatsApp me, you know, the whole nine and I can, you know, help point you in the right direction, especially people here in Missouri. I think it's just highly important to like end the stigma of thinking like, oh, cannabis, you just smoke it and you just couch locked all day and you just dumb and eating food and stuff. No, you can can't you can consume cannabis in any way, any shape or form and you can still be um, you can still be functional. <laughs> like a lot of times, you know, my friends and I have said like this actually helps me be more productive and it, and it can be. But again, you just have to do what works for you. So um, with that, I'm going to take another quick break and then I'll be back. All right, and we are back. So for our next segment, hey fellas, I basically um, give you, give my uh, men or those who identify as men um, advice on how to treat women or those who identify as women because y'all need to fucking learn. Y'all do a lot of stuff. And 
I always say in this segment, I'm not gonna bash y'all because I'm, I'm 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 really working on it because I want to come from a loving place, a loving but stern place, and just to try to help your relationship go well with other women. So here we go. <laughs> um, the thing that I wanted to talk about today is mansplaining. And you're probably asking yourself, like, I'm pretty sure you heard the word before because it's another buzzword. And you're pretty, you're probably asking yourself, like, what the hell is mansplaining? Well, I went on MiriamWebster.com to find a definition. And the definition of mansplain is to explain something to a woman in a condescending way that assures she has no knowledge about the topic. So... And you're probably, and, and I would say this term is, it is fairly new. Um, it came according to Merriam-Webster. It looks like this, this word was first known back in 2008. Um, and so you're probably now asking yourself, like, what are some examples of mansplaining? So... I'll give you a couple of examples and maybe help you out and let you know what like ways to not do that shit because it's fucking annoying. Um, so I'll start with a little story. Um, and, and I really got like this example off of BuzzFeed. Excuse me. Um, so according to BuzzFeed, there was, um, it says here, a man I work with wanted to call me by my last name instead of my first. I don't care, so I told him my last name. He asked for its origins. I filled him in on the on that, and then he spent the next 10 minutes straight explaining to me that I am mispronouncing my own last name incorrectly. That's mansplaining. Think about it, especially in the workplace, um, especially those where it's dominated by men, um, a lot of times specifically white men, um, when someone asks you a question and then they're condescending with, with their response and then tries to explain, to tell you basically you're essentially wrong when really you're not. And it's like, well, why the fuck would you ask me the question in the first place if you just gone come up with your own answer? It's it's, And I, and I sometimes feel like, with mansplaining is just it's basically like another tactic to belittle um women's intelligence and i just want to let men know that it is annoying as hell when you guys do that uh especially if you're like in a relationship with somebody and I mean romantic relationship, if you're in a marriage or whatnot, and you're, you know, asking your, your partner a question and then she provides the answer and you essentially tell her that it's wrong and it's 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 stupid. It, it and it it undermines and it minimizes. And um I think that hmm, I know that mansplaining a lot of times. For some men, they don't even know that they're doing it. It's it's unintentional. But then you do have some of those, and I want to say more of like the misogynistic type of men who feel like women need to be put in a certain place or whatever, um, that it, it's intentional. I mean, I can't even tell you like how many times I've been in a workplace or even in my relationships with guys 
and I mean relationships across the board where um, I'm being mansplained too and and we and, and as a woman when I like call it out it's like then you get gaslit it's like I don't know what you're talking about like you're you're being too sensitive or why do you always think a man is trying to undermine you and all this other kind of stuff and it's like no you're really missing a point um I think one of the ways uh, as for for men what I would recommend is that the the number one thing that you need to do in order to help resolve the issue is listen listen freaking listen <laughs> listen to what the woman is saying and not listening to react but listening to ingest and understand what what she is actually talking about um i just think that that's important so i'm not gonna spend too much time on it because um you can like look this shit up yourself but stop mansplaining and then another thing i wanted to uh talk about i kind of feel like this it, it it does tie into um gaslighting and also mansplaining is uh just a reminder for you fellas especially those who are doing online dating or even if you met a woman in a grocery store and you got her phone number and you just want to spend some time with her for one if you want to spend time with a woman don't text all the time. Pick up the phone and call. Like it's hard to get context and 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 knowing the tone and everything unless you do emojis and even that like doesn't fully explain it. You're only getting half the picture. Pick up the phone and call. Put some invest some time. If you're t- if you're too busy, quote unquote, if you're too busy, then it's an, it's it's not worth it. Like move around, do yourself and that woman up uh, and that other that party a favor and just move the fuck around because it's, it's highly unnecessary for you to say, um, for a person to say, well, I want to get to know you. I, 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 I want to do all these things. I want to hang out and all this other kind of stuff. But then when it gets down to it, you're nowhere to be found. And that's just unfair. You're wasting people's time. You're wa- you're, you're wasting their patience and um i just feel like what that essentially does is you're just basically holding on to that person putting them on the back burner until something you're leading them on that that's how i feel um if you don't have the social skills then maybe you need to figure out how to increase your social skills if you have low uh emotional intelligence where you feel like you can't get on the phone and you know really conversate listen respond um uh explain how you feel about things like if you if you can't pick up on those clues or or whatever then maybe dating isn't for you at at this time and you need to like figure figure it the fuck out because it's really it's really annoying as I'm navigating through um the the interwebs and and these sites or site because I'm only on one where I'm trying to get to know somebody and they're saying they want to get to know me and then their action doesn't match up what they're saying um also uh, honesty is the best policy. If you're married, if you're single, if you're, I mean, if you're married in a relationship, in a situation, she'll friends with benefits, open marriage, all of that. Let it be known up front because essentially what you're doing when you don't let someone know, and this goes for women too, but, um, when you don't open yourself up and, and tell the person exactly what it is up front, what you're doing is you're taking away their right to choose. We're black. 
This shit happens every day and we don't like it. I'm just saying. Um, and also, this ties into the, the gaslighting and also the mansplaining. When um, women don't want to meet you in, at, at nighttime, at, at 9 o'clock in the morning, uh, at 9 o'clock at night for the first time. Stop asking. And when a woman objects and says no, because she doesn't feel comfortable because it's 2021 and things are not safe, then respect that and keep it moving. But don't try to um, gaslight her and make her and belittle her and make her feel bad just because she does not want to meet your punk ass at nine o'clock at night for the first time. It's nothing wrong with meeting someone, taking the time out, meeting them during the day for tea for just to walk in a park, um, in a public space, just somewhere. But please don't, don't do that because a lot of y'all, especially the ones that got kids and daughters, you wouldn't want nobody doing it to your daughter. So don't do it to another woman or think about it. If it's your mama or your cousin or your sister or whoever. So with that being said, <laughs> I'm done. Um, I hope everybody has a great weekend. Tune in next week. I will, I'm doing my best to stay with Thursday, but, um, if Thursday doesn't happen, then it's on a Friday and, um, be good to each other. Um, make sure to practice self-care. Let know that you are enough that, um, any goals that you're trying to achieve, like you can do it. Just, I know it's hard trying to adult and deal with, you know, a mental health diagnosis or any of those type of issues with a, a substance use um, disorders, like all of that kind of stuff. I know it is hard, but for the simple fact that you keep waking up every day and you continuously to tirelessly try, that speaks volumes. So make sure that you celebrate yourself. Make sure that you learn to appreciate yourself. And most of all, love yourself. Like yourself. So again, um, I love you guys. Make sure you drink your water so your black don't crack. And still wear your sunscreen to keep your melanin popping. Love you guys. Peace. <laughs>